God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, our call-in system is still not working. So uh, that it's a, it's a pretty much a major problem. And um, so we're going to get to the bottom of that uh, once we, uh, we're going to resolve that issue this week. Probably will be down this week, um, but we'll have it up by next week. What we're trying to do is figure out a solution that works for everybody. And, uh, you know, if it was just a call-in system for one show, uh, that would be easy. But we're trying to get a call-in system that works uh, for multiple shows with multiple hosts over the spectrum of the, you know, across the country. Um, so it's it's not like people come into one station and get all this to work. So we're, we're trying to figure out a good solution. We have a couple of ideas that might end up being better than what we've had in the sense that uh, there might be a, uh, a call-in system with a built-in chat system as well. So uh, that might be an interesting thing. So we're, gonna, we're looking at some things to improve the situation. But we want to measure twice and cut once. So that's, that's where we are with that. That is the call-in system thing that people have been writing it about. Um, and then I just want to talk about uh, three different topics. Uh, what's happening in Minneapolis and the Chauvin case. Uh, and then what's happening with COVID uh, and Dr. Fauci. And now Rand Paul is having uh, issues, taking issues with, with taking issues with Dr. Fauci. And everybody's sort of getting going up against Fauci. I mean, uh, against uh, Rand Paul, and that that's happening mostly on Twitter, and, and it's in part because Twitter has really um, become a socialist network now. And I, I would love to see the Nielsen ratings for Fox News and and others, but Twitter is overwhelmingly dominated now by by the left. 
So they're emboldened, but they have a small megaphone. They're a small number of the U.S. population. But they're the ones that have been left standing on Twitter. If you're a conservative voice, you are a minority now. It used to be that you were a majority. A majority. And by the way, not nothing for nothing, but um, the whole pre-election censorship thing was a um, donation in kind to the Democrat Party by big tech to the tune of billions of dollars. And something, someone needs to address that legally. Uh, and what we're doing over at buglecall.org, magapack.org, is we are addressing these issues. You know, we have a lot of good ideas. So a lot of the things we've been talking about on this show have been original ideas. You don't hear them. You don't hear Tucker talking about it. You don't hear Hannity talking about it. You don't hear everybody talking about the things we're talking about on this show. We were the first to talk about uh, the attack on the middle class, and that's come to fruition. People uh, realize that that is the case. We were on the forefront of the Seth Rich thing, which nobody has ever resolved. We were right about the Russian hoax and the Ukrainian hoax and the impeachment witch hunt. We've been right all along the way with respect to these issues. And we were right about mail-in voter fraud. We were right about systematic voter fraud. We've been talking about George Soros' involvement in voting machines for years and years, well before Donald Trump was even a candidate. We were talking about Sequoia and Smartmatic. We've been talking about these things. What we need, though, is we need funding, right? I mean, we have nonprofit organizations, but the people that are running the Republican Party right now are the wrong people running the Republican Party. The people standing up on stage are not the people you want leading you. What you want is people that have been there and have done the right thing and have been correct, historically correct. And I have podcasts to prove it. But I'm not just talking about myself. I mean, I'm talking about a lot of people like me. Dan Bongino, I think, is a great example of someone who's been right all along, a skeptic all along. But even he, you know, didn't talk about Watergate as the same playbook uh, as, as the Russian hoax where Hillary Clinton was involved with the Watergate Commission and also involved with financing the Russian hoax. You know, people didn't tie those two things together. People didn't talk about globalism as uh, a way to migrate populations, move populations around like a puppet master and a puppet by creating wars by starting a conflict in Syria so that all the fighting-age males would leave the theater of the Middle East and go to Europe and live like sheep and behave like sheep and act like sheep. Turn a warrior into a sheep and a worker and somebody who can't possibly 
think on their own and fight on their own and have their own ideas. It converted them from a middle-class fighting guy to a slug on a factory line that doesn't no longer thinks for themselves. It's a shell of a man, a shell of himself. But all of those uh, refugees and all of those migrants left the conflicts of war in the Middle East to Europe. And who's left to fight? Who's left to fight for their land? You know, I'm, I'm sure in a, in a way, you know, uh, someone like uh, Assad from Syria is looking at that and saying, Wow, a lot of the pro- a lot of the people fighting against me have left. Wow, that's pretty good for me. I get the you know, and then there's the people with the social, uh, the the, the socialized uh, healthcare that uh, all the old people are dying from this so-called Chinese terrorist attack called a bioweapon called Chinese Kung flu. I think some people are calling it COVID, but nevertheless. It decimated the middle class. I have said since the beginning of time that the middle class is what stands in the way of tyranny. It's the vibrant, working, middle class, independent thinking middle class that's not going to be told what religion, what school to send their children to, what religion to believe, what color to paint their picket fence, what kind of deck they're going to put on their house. They don't like any of that. Whether you know they're not going to be told that they need to drive a Prius when they want to drive drive a, a truck, so they stand in the way of that. And when they're told to do things they don't believe in or don't want to do, because they get afford to do otherwise, they get to buy their own doggone truck. Well, don't tell me what to do. I'll vote for the other guy. And sure enough, there was. 80 plus million of those people that literally voted for Trump. 75 million on paper, but if you look at the polls, like the Gallup poll, that said 75% of that poll wanted voter ID. They believe in voter ID. They want and they like voter ID. Just like it's a good idea to maybe have a, an ID to walk into a building for a meeting. Or maybe it's a good idea to have a, an ID to get Benadryl at the pharmacy. I don't know if that's the case or not. I'm not a doctor. But I will tell you this. It seems kind of odd to me that you need an ID for all those things. But with regard to voting, you're just going to water it down, dumb it down. You don't have to be a citizen. So let's take that checkbox off the uh, census. You don't need an ID. And you can vote from your lazy boy sofa from home. Just mail it in. That's patriotic, isn't it? All these people that gave their blood, sweat, tears, their lives, their limbs for your freedom. And you want to just sit back there on your doofus and vote it in and mail it in? You don't want to get up off the sofa and walk into a voting precinct and do your civic duty? What kind of American are you? Are you even an American? Well, we don't know. There's no chain of custody. The ballot harvester just came along as a libtard with a nose ring. 
crazy. What we've allowed ourselves to put up with is absolutely stunningly crazy. It's why, you know, yesterday we mentioned about what Buck Sexton, Sexton said. He says, very instructive to see who becomes angry at the mere suggestion of having their liberty restored. Pay attention to who that is. Well, pay attention. You know, it's Fredo, right? And it's uh, Don Lamont, and it's all these crazy libtards from CNN and MSNBC that say, obey Fauci. Obey him. But Fauci's been so wrong so often, it's not even funny. He's always wrong. I mean, he's always wrong. He can't even throw a baseball. That makes me suspect right there. I find it very suspicious that this man can't throw a baseball. What kind of man is he? I don't know. But it's absolutely peculiar. So I want to um, play this Ram Paul clip because um, it's actually a Dr. Fauci clip. Ram Paul speaks to it. And uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely telling um, in, the, in the sense that uh, Fauci's been wrong so often. Now we're finding out that Johnson & Johnson's vaccines cause blood clots. And that's crazy. Let's listen to Dr. Fauci when he's asked, will we be able to go back to bars now that we got vaccines? Eating and drinking indoors in restaurants and bars, is that okay now? No, it's still not okay for the simple reason that the level of infection, the dynamics of infection in the community are still really disturbingly high. Like just yesterday, there were close to 80,000 new infections, and we've been hanging around 60, 70, 75,000. So if you're not vaccinated, please get vaccinated as soon as vaccine becomes available to you. And if you are vaccinated, Please remember that you still have to be careful and not get involved in crowded situations, particularly indoors where people are not wearing masks. I think he's selling vaccines for Bill Gates. What do you think? That's what I think. I think he's actually a shill for Bill Gates. There's enough photographs of those two together. Why in the world would those two be hanging out together all the time? Why would they be going to one conference after another? going to the same little club the same little routine dr fauci and bill gates bill gates he was in a meeting with bin talal a socialist uh, arab prince whose right-hand man was jamal khashoggi and i remember lindsey graham was all so upset about uh, jamal khashoggi's Jamal Khashoggi's uh, demise, where he was a journalist. They never cared about Foley when ISIS was cutting off Foley's head, but they care, and Daniel Pearl and all these others. But they cared about Jamal Khashoggi. That should tell you everything their, their reaction, their spin, their never let a crisis, good crisis, go to waste. All of these little tactics are all part of the tea leaves 
that tell you exactly what's going on. You just got to pay attention and open your eyes and keep your, keep your eyes open and pay attention. So now, as a natural pre-course, the Pentagon wants to put a microchip developed uh, uh, for COVID-19. They want to put a microchip in your skin, under your skin. That'll determine whether or not you have COVID or not. So they just run a scanner on that thing, and it'll tell you whether you have COVID or not. Tell me that's, uh, hello, where's my Fourth Amendment rights? Where's my illegal searches and seizures? Where are you? I thought it was bad when Obama was wiretapping everybody. They used to think that that was bad when Nixon did it to the Black Panthers and whatnot. But, you know, Obama did it to everybody. Remember James Clapper said, not wittingly? But then we as Americans have signed ourselves over. We signed, our, we signed away. We, we actually did do, make a deal with the devil. If you consider to be the devil, someone like Mark Zuckerberg, who censors everybody for everything. I merely posted a study from a doctor that suggested that the COVID virus was a bioweapon strategically disseminated by China and the Chinese terrorists because China is a terrorist nation. China and terrorism are one and the same. Chinese terrorism. Get your head around that phrase because they committed genocide to attack in a world economy where they were under the threat of collapse because of what Donald Trump was kicking their butt with phase one and phase two trade deals. And they knew two things. They knew that if Trump got reelected, it was going to be game over for them. They were a house of cards built on sand. They were top heavy with thin little ankles. They were going to collapse. And they knew it. And they knew that this deal was going to be crushing. It was going to cost them billions, and tri- if not trillions of dollars. They were going to be dependent. They were going to be the developing nation that the W Trade, the World Trade Organization calls them. They were going to put the capital D on development. Because they really do behave like a third world thug nation of terrorists. Chinese terrorists who have a humongous population, and they knew exactly how to exploit that. But the only way you can exploit a population like that is through inhumanity, through crushing controls, zero freedom, total censorship. But our mainstream libtards at the top of the Media brass in America sold themselves out to the devil, and that's China. They sold themselves out to the point where now China owns them. If you want this big carrot called the Chinese population, you're going to say what I want you to say, you're going to do what I want you to do, and you're going to support the candidate that we want you to support. And if you don't, Guess what? Say goodbye to your theme park. We're going to set it on fire and you're going to have no insurance. So that's that.
That's how that works. That's how that cookie crumbles, right? So NBC, of course, they're going to get kissing China's butt. Wake up, America. The enemy of the people are still in charge. Wake up. The enemy of the people are still in charge of you, the people. Of we, the people. Dr. Fauci still selling vaccines for his boss, Bill Gates, despite China with everyone else in charge admitting, despite China and everyone else in charge of of, uh, now that vaccines are not, I'm reading my note here, admitting now that vaccines are not as effective as they had hoped. Meanwhile, other globalists continue to beat the drum of another strain variant coming. So that would be Angela Merkel, wouldn't it? Angela Merkel was talking about, you know, COVID-21. covid nineteen's kind of passe now. It's going to be COVID-21-22. I think they're going to call it COVID-22 because they want to rig the 2022 election. We started um, something, a campaign uh, associated with another it's, uh, 22 rhinos. And so we're putting together a uh, media campaign through buglecall.org and magapack.org. And a lot of you ask about buglecall.org and magapack.org, which one is it? They're one and the same. I and mean, basically, I'll just say it again in case people missed it, but... Buglecall.org is the uh, corporate entity, and Magapack.org is an official, um, fictitious name doing business as Magapack underneath Buglecall. And the reason why we submitted Buglecall to the IRS for our 501c3 request for nonprofit status, and it came with a $600 tab, in case anyone's wondering how much that costs to do that. It's a $600 filing. But... We filed that, and we did it because we remember what happened to the Tea Party. Remember in 2011 and 12, the IRS with Lois Lerner was targeting conservative Tea Party groups? Well, it's the same IRS, the same people that have been working there for 50 years with it. You know, they're still there. And we understood that MAGAPAC was going to be a problem. Um and so we were told that there's a still censorship. We even had trouble with our bank. So we go to establish a bank account for this uh, entity. And Buccal call, no problem. Magapac, they said no. <laughs> so we have an official entity underneath a, uh, we have official um, company name that we paid for and certified with the state of Virginia. We're inside the Beltway. We're in Arlington. And the bank wouldn't allow us to put that one on for whatever reason. They claimed it was a technical glitch. I don't believe it. But in any case, um, both organizations uh, are important because MAGAPAC is about making... uh, it, It stands for Make America Great Again Political Action Coalition. It's not a uh, PAC subjected to the FEC rules and regulations. It's a 501c3 underneath bugle call. 
And that's how that works. Just so people understand what we're doing and how we're doing it. I think one has an appeal to the grassroots uh, Trump movement. And the other has uh, an appeal for everybody else. And both, I think, are really important. But the people that are running the show in the Republican Party are the wrong people to be running the show, At, in my opinion. And they have self-serving interests. And it's something we have to be careful about. Pick and choose your friends wisely. And all I can say to you is this. Just pay attention to who's been right and who's been not right. Who's been right, who's been wrong. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to who's been consistent. And I think you'll find the answers you're looking for there. But it's not just about support with donations and things like that. It truly is about supporting the right entity. It's about supporting the right people. It's about supporting the right leadership. Because I don't want to have people leading the Republican Party down another rabbit hole. You know, I got an email yesterday even about like, I want to make sure you're not associated with WinRed or, you know, the GOP. Because, you know, they've been doing the wrong thing for the GOP and for the Republican Party. It's how we got Liz Cheney. It's how we got Adam Kinzinger. Kinzinger. It's even how we got Justin Amash, who's no longer, you know, around. But, I mean, he's, he's no longer in Congress. He ran as an independent. He became an independent, but he was really kind of a libtard. I never liked Justin Amash from Michigan because he was a Republican. But he goes to the press and he refers to Donald Trump as a five-year-old. And I said, what kind of guy does that? You know, Trump didn't have any friends coming into Washington because it was all about pay-to-play schemes and kickbacks and lobbyists and the game. And we used to talk about it on the show before Trump ever became a candidate. And we used to talk about the the right and the left were in bed together. You would see them at cocktail parties, laughing, telling jokes. You would see them at the back of the Capitol building having a smoke or at the gym working out together. You know, the left and the right. And they would go on the floor and they would fight each other. It was like the WWE, fake wrestling. It's sort of like, yeah, we're, we're acting like we hate each other in the ring, but we're, we're best friends at home. And the idea is you're never going to get anything done that way. It's like, look, you give me this one over here and you make, it, you make me out a winner and, and you take a little hit here, I'll give you one in return. And we'll both be winners. It's always about getting the ball down to the 20-yard line. You get to the red zone on the football field and you never score the touchdown. Sometimes you, you punt. Sometimes you actually get a field goal or you get a field goal attempt and you miss it. Whatever it is, the game is rigged, is what I'm saying, in Washington, D.C. <clears throat> and that's how all these secrets get to be secrets. So they're the best people at keeping secrets. I mean, how in the world did they pull off the, the election rigging of, of the, in history, not the century? Nobody's ever seen ele- election rigging like the way the left pulled this off.
But the Pentagon has this new remedy now where there's a chip that you're going to put in your arm and it'll tell you whether you have COVID or not. Uh, How's that working out for you? The middle class is getting crushed. And people of color are receiving free gifts at the same time. While middle class foots the bill for the people of color. It's redistribution of wealth. I'm going to take money out of your pocket and I'm going to give it to my voters over here in this pocket because we can't afford to lose the black vote. So therefore, we're going to further exploit the black vote by buying them stuff. Reparations is the newest thing. And they're not even taking it to a vote. Oakland, the city of Oakland, for example, is giving everybody like a $500 tax break or something. The idea is is that if you borrow from Peter to pay Paul, you can always depend on Paul's support. If you borrow from Peter to pay Paul, you could always depend on Paul's support. And that applies as well with if you borrow from middle class to pay for uh, a particular voting block, you could always depend on that voting block's support. But it's the smart person that understands when they're being bought and that they should rather be free than to be owned and controlled by one party. It's better to have integrity and not support somebody because they bought you off. You'll live with yourself and look at yourself in the mirror so much better if you just do the right thing and follow your truth. Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Anthony Fauci continue to spar over COVID-19 restrictions. The feud between Senator Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci heated up after the Republican congressman called the doctor a a petty tyrant. In a tweet on Monday, Paul claimed Fauci was ignoring 100 years of science, adding that he just wants people to do what he says, even if it makes no sense. So Senator Rand Paul tweets, Fauci continues to ignore 100 years of vaccine science. His only real theme is do what I say, even when it makes no sense. If you've recovered or been vaccinated, go about your life. Eat, drink, work, open the schools. Enough with the petty tyrants. This came after Fauci over the weekend suggested vaccinated Americans should still not drink or eat indoors. So we just heard that audio clip. Dr. Fauci said that if you're asymptomatic, you can't spread the virus. He said you cannot do it. The woman from the WHO got, almost got fired for saying the same exact thing in her own findings. They also said that the virus dies in sunlight. They said it, uh, it doesn't spread off of surfaces. It's, uh, you could easily kill it if it sits on, you know, for more than 90 seconds And they also said that not just that asymptomatic doesn't spread, but they they also said that masks don't work. And yet here we are wearing masks. People are now putting jewelry on their masks. I, I think the whole thing is just a bunch of BS. The vaccines are causing blood clots, rashes, 
all kinds of stuff. Yet you're still being forced to take it. Masks, uh, we've we found study after study that suggests that it's causing acne, it's causing um, uh, gum disorders, it's causing a whole bunch of other things. Uh, then the whole lockdown approach has decimated people's lives financially, ruined their careers, uh, destroyed their families, enabled them to actually develop bad habits like drinking, alcoholism, drug abuse, overdoses, death by overdose. How about death by suicide? Nobody even cares about what they're doing. Just like China didn't care when they, their terrorist organization, the whole country itself is a terrorist nation, decimated the world's economy by allowing this virus to leave Wuhan's research lab, a military-grade lab, so that the world economy would uh, conflate, is the word they used. Conflate. When the world's economy conflates, and we are the ones already that are going to benefit the most economically, we get out of uh, Trump's phase one, we get out of Trump's phase two, we allow the Americans to exploit the election, to rig it, so that no matter what kind of win Trump gets, what kind of landslide victory he is about to get, he's not going to take office no matter what. And we've heard people say that on the left. They said Trump is not going to get another four years. Well, what do you say about the fact that he's popular and everybody loves him? Trump, well, Nancy Pelosi said this, Trump will not get another four years. Period. End of story. It was almost the way she said it, she knew. It doesn't matter if he's going to win, you know, it doesn't matter if he gets votes from dumb people across America, is what Nancy Pelosi was thinking. It doesn't matter what kind of people, dumb people vote for Trump. We're not going to let him get four more years. We made the mistake once. We won't make it twice. So that was really their posture. I remember hearing that and saying, wow, that doesn't sound democratic, does it? That doesn't sound right, does it? So Pentagon develops microchip that detects COVID under your skin. Then it says, medical researchers at the Pentagon have created a microchip that will detect COVID-19 when inserted under the skin. Relax, conspiracy theorists, they say. They're not being disseminated via vaccines. The revolutionary technology was developed by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA which operates under the Pentagon umbrella according to Sunday night's broadcast of 60 Minutes. The top secret until now was launched during the Civil War to study emerging emerging technologies for military use. So retired Army Colonel Dr. Matt Hepburn, an infectious disease physician, revealed that the microchip, which is not in widespread use, outside the Defense Department could detect COVID-19 in an individual well before a patient zero spawns an outbreak. We challenged the research community 
to come up with solutions that they sound like science fiction, said Hepburn, whose role at DARPA, he added, is to take pandemics off the table. I just hope this guy Hepburn's not as dumb as that guy named Fauci. That that would be a disaster. He's younger than Fauci, though. So, I don't know. Dr. Fauci's one dumb hombre. I will tell you that. Not to be trusted. He's been lying through his teeth. <clears throat> he, he assembled the people that put the data sets together that were completely exaggerated to try to get Trump to coalesce. And, you know, and he was behind the whole thing where... 20 years ago, he was the biggest fan of hydroxychloroquine. Then all of a sudden, Dr. Fauci becomes like a zero fan. Right? So I get a... a, Oh, yeah. Okay, so Gary texts in. I know. Corey... Oh, Gary. I could barely read this phone. He says, Dr. Fauci and Gates. Fauci and Gates were college roommates... And Fauci owns 70% of Moderna Vax Patton. Wow. I believe it. I didn't know they were roommates. Wow. That's interesting. That's an interesting take. All right. So we're going to get to a couple of other um, articles uh, that I really want to get to. First, we're just going to take care of a little business here and say, Ron DeSantis rips YouTube Google for pulling pandemic video. That's the other thing. They... You know, you come up with a solution, and if it's hydroxychloroquine that kind of like hurts Moderna's bottom line, um, well, you know, that's uh, you're not going to be pushing that. Even though it can save lives. You had the governor of Nevada, the governor of uh, Michigan, uh, governors in other states that were banning the use of this drug that's been around for 60 years. That people have been taking it without undue effect. And I know liberal people that have said, yeah, they took it and they almost died. They're making that stuff up. Again, they're cuckoo. But, you know, how is it, you know, the liberal that has a a dog in the hunt that cares about controlling the middle class, that loves their liberal agenda, uh, you know, everybody's had a bad effect uh, with regard to hydroxychloroquine. But, Everybody else in the world doesn't. Doesn't make any sense. So, <clears throat> Florida Ron uh, DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis, attacked YouTube and its parent company, Google, on Monday, accusing the tech giant of censorship for its decision last week to remove from its platform video of a coronavirus discussion he organized where his panel criticized lockdowns and some masks wearing. So, there's experts here that are talking about you know, the kind of criticism of these um, decisions that we've been talking about. Meanwhile, you know, we're supposed to believe Fauci, who's been wrong about everything. And despite the fact that in the middle of all this, Beijing plans to mix Chinese COVID jabs to boost efficacy as vaccine diplomacy falters. So the director of Chinese CDC has acknowledged an uncomfortable truth. China's vaccines aren't nearly as effective as the country's scientists have proclaimed. The scientists were wrong, much less their competitors. We will solve this issue that current vaccines don't have very high protection rates. Do do any of them? 
It's now under consideration whether we should use different vaccines from different technical lines for the immunization process. I wonder how much money Bill Gates has already made from this. See, one of the reasons why Trump was involved with getting the military directly involved is because he wanted to take it out of the hands of the private sector because he did not want Bill Gates to benefit directly or he did not want a lot of profiteering. So he offered them up for free and then he was going to control the purchasing and he was going to hold these companies uh, accountable to the promises they made about how affordable these things would be. In the short term, Chinese officials are considering mixing COVID-19 vaccines as a way of further boosting vaccine efficacy. Inoculation using vaccines of different technical lines is being considered. Well, they're just basically struggling. You'd think that with Pfizer and Moderna vaccines in the wild, that China could simply do what it does best, procure samples, copy them, and sell a functional vaccine. But they didn't do any of that. I just think that they're not alone. They're not alone in that. Um, let's see. So I get a, I get a uh, message from um, Samantha, I believe. Oh, yeah. I know Samantha. I have it listed in my phone here. Uh, the nurse from Maine. And she says, Hi, Scott. The Fauci and Bill Gates were College roommates is not true. Fauci is 80 years old and Gates is 65. That's a very good point. So I'm just reading the texts that are coming in. So that's interesting that that... uh, And then Pacanine writes, Tony Fauci went to Holy Cross and then Cornell. Bill Gates went to and dropped out of Harvard. Yeah. Now, I knew the part about Bill Gates and Harvard. I did not know where Fauci went to school. So, um, you see that? We got a person that wrote in, gave information that was then questioned by other people, and I haven't yet done any research on this. This is akin to basically our call system being down and people texting in who happen to have my cell phone number. Um, but that's a, that's kind of an interesting thing. So, very small little sample data there. But I I believe that, yeah, there are widely different ages. And, you know, the facts are the facts. So, we got to get our facts straight. All right. And um, thank you all for sending those texts in. So, I want to get the two articles that I really enjoyed uh, skimming through. And I'm, I'm going to share them with you now. And um, one is... Uh, one is the, uh, well, before we get to that even, Derek Chauvin's case, um, like I said yesterday with Leonora here, I think that's going to go the way of a second-degree manslaughter uh, uh, offense, to which case he's already going to have a lot of time served, and basically he'll be probably out of jail within a couple of years. I don't think third-degree or second-degree uh, murder charges are going to stick. And uh, what's what's happening also is there's this guy named Dante Wright, who um, the police officer who arrested him in minute, in the Brooklyn Center area of Minneapolis, um, in the wake of this uh, Derek Chauvin tr- trial, 
um, got shot by the police officer who thought he was grabbing his taser and ended up grabbing his real gun. And so there was a mistake made. So it's just a, a very strange, peculiar set of things that are happening. And that case might impact the jury in the Chauvin case. And the judge decided not to sequester the jury uh, once that case goes to sequ- sequestration. So that's an interesting thing, in, even in and of itself. Now, I want to get to um, America, it's America Greatness um, article. So they have, they have a couple of different things that are going on here. I love the way they write. Indefinite incarceration for protesters with wrong politics. That's one article that we're covering. And the other is uh, the GOP's Trump solution. At some point, the former Republican establishment will have to familiarize itself with the consequences of being defeated by Donald Trump within its own party. Now, the reason why I like this, this is right up the line of what we're doing over at buglecall.org and magapack.org. Because we're going against the GOP, but we're not wanting to start a third party. We don't want to split the party in half. What we want to do is unify the party. But we want to hold people that are like morons, like Rona McDaniel, accountable for her, or her basically taking... Uh, as I've said in the past, and I just want to say it again to be consistent, taking a horse-like secretariat, given that we have the Kentucky Derby coming this weekend, um, the uh, give, taking a horse-like secretariat and losing the race. you got to blame management for that. It's not the horse. You know, Donald Trump was the greatest candidate we could have ever dreamed of. And instead of embracing it, a golden opportunity, an opportunity, once-in-a-century opportunity to have a guy like Donald Trump lead your party and to hit the reset button in the face of globalism, a huge, huge, monumental uh, David and Goliath story where you literally have the character David. You know, that's a once once-in-a-lifetime story. That's a once-in-a-world history story. Because the 2016 made world history. And we had a story that was not just once-in-a-decade, once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-century. It was more than that. It was a moment in history where you have a David... Facing a Goliath. There's only one person that could beat Goliath that's outsized, outnumbered. It's David. David versus Goliath. Most people, they get stomped on and they lose to Goliath. But Trump was our David going against Goliath. And he was capable of winning with just a slingshot. And we allowed ourselves to lose. So this article gets into this. Conrad Black wrote this. He says, The GOP's Trump solution, at some point the former Republican establishment, will have to familiarize itself with the consequences of being defeated by Donald Trump within its own party. The Wall Street Journal on Friday published an editorial headline, The GOP's Trump Problem. It gets things terribly wrong. The GOP is Trump's party, and it is 
the Wall Street Journal that has the Trump problem. Having been commendably supportive of the former president through most of his term, the journal joined in the general embarkation of never-Trumpers over the ostensible election results. The theory that inspired this headline is Trump had his chance but lost the election in a manner practically indistinguishable from defeated incumbents Jimmy Carter in 1980 and George H.W. Bush in 1992. Compare Trump with Jimmy Carter and George H.W. Bush. Now, this was the entire swamp that went against one man. And because he did get the proper support from his own party, he couldn't win that battle. But the war's not over. See, the battle may have been lost. That battle, Bunker Hill or whatever battle that was, right? That's just a battle. In every war, in every conflict, there have been battles lost and battles won. You don't, it's hardly ever the case that you go undefeated. You know, with zero losses, zero casualties. That's never going to happen. Even in Normandy, you say, wow, we lost a lot of people in Normandy's invasion, in that invasion of Normandy. But that was instrumental in helping us win the war. One might look at that day and say, you know, that was a day we lost our innocence or we lost so much, but we gained so much too. That was a, that was a pivotal moment in the conflict in Europe in World War II. And yet it came at such a tragic loss. And think about that with regard to Donald Trump. He's not gone away. In fact, he still has Dan Scavino tweeting up and being his megaphone. He's starting his new new social media platform. And we're going to pivot. But what we have been able to see with our own eyes is things we never dreamed were even happening. But they are. The editors suggest further that Trump had exhausted any grounds he had for contesting the fairness of the counting of ballots. So these state officials were to be embraced. I uh, have to switch the audio so these things don't. We normally do that. But, um, all right, sorry about that. These state officials were to be embraced even though they had capitulated to the leader of the Georgia. So we're talking about the leaders, Raffensperger, you know, the people in Georgia, Stacey Abrams, all these people got away with a lot of things. But, you know, we're seeing a lot of different things unravel still. Maricopa County, uh, you have a lot of infighting there. We're seeing a lot of Republicans sell out. We're seeing a lot of Republicans. So our mission with BugleCall.org is to shine a spotlight on those who are selling out. And our main interest is going after the rhinos. Being a, that we're a 501c3, we're not allowed to actually uh, work with political candidates. But what we are allowed to do is promote uh, an agenda and policies that will make America great again. 
And uh, these are America First policies and agenda. And so what we're going to do is shine a spotlight on people standing in the way of our mission. That's, that's, that's our goal. That's what we're doing. That, that's what we're doing every day. And one might say, well, we've been doing that through Red State Talk Radio and the Scott Adams Show and whatever else. And that's true. We have been. But now we're putting it to uh, uh, use with respect to a nonprofit organization that can receive tax-free uh, donations. And uh, we need more power. We need a bigger megaphone. We need uh, to make a difference. We need to get organized. I think one of the biggest problems with 2020 was there wasn't enough unity within the Republican Party. And the only way we're going to get unity is to actually hold the GOP and win red accountable for their mistakes and to get them to do the right thing. And that's what this Conrad Black article is talking about. It's talking about the idea that the GOP's Trump solution, at some point the former Republican establishment, will have to familiarize itself with the consequences of being defeated by Donald Trump within its own party. They're going to have to come to grips with this. McConnell forgets who Trump is. The Trump campaign launched 28 lawsuits against individuals' incidences of apparent illegalities. Now, McConnell can't just sit there and enjoy the shipping lanes that are, are now opening up thanks to the corruption within the at Washington right now and with the fact that his wife owns a shipping company. He's got to do the right thing. But we got to stand in the way of H.R. 1 in these elections, and that's what Conrad Black gets into. I posted that on my social media. The other issue is equal justice, and that's something else we stand for in a big way. And the issue is there is that there's indefinite incarceration for protesters with wrong politics, as a Minneapolis suburb dissolves into chaos, Americans are once again reminded of the different set of rules that applies to protesters on the left. And so we cannot have two standards of justice. We need equal justice. We need fair elections. We need religious freedom. We need more support to protect our Second Amendment rights. We need to end the illegal searches and seizures from big tech. We need to dissolve Section 230 so that we have legal recourse against their tyrannical attacks against middle-class Americans. We need all of these things, and that's why we talk about them every day on the Scott Adams Show. So that brings us to the end of our show today. Again, we will be working on getting a solution to the call-in system. Be sure to check out our podcasts over at scottadamshow.com, buglecall.org, and magapack.org. Fill out the polls, sign up for the newsletter, be part of our effort, one way or the other. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.